Boys, welcome back to another episode of Double R Podcast. It's your host Rico and Rod. Yo, what's going on, y'all? Yes, sir. Today we got two gentlemen sitting with us, two coaches from Seven on Seven. They also coach high school ball too. Uh, they go by Smoke. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep, SMK Seven V Seven, Coach yes. J, right here. Yes, yep, sir. So l- let me ask you the first question, man. What got you into coaching? Um, I keep it honest. It was a for me specifically. It was actually a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like, hey, I'm coaching in Cold Springs. It was like, you know, I think you would be good with coaching and whatnot. And he was like, would you want to be part of my team? And at first I was against it. I was super yeah. young. I was super young. I was against it. I was like, I don't really think so. You know, I was kind of like in my own priorities, you know, doing my own thing. Yeah. And then I was like, he just kept pressing at the issue. And I was like, you know what? All right, let's do it. And then once I got on the field and to see – how receptive the kids were with me and Mm -hmm. just the relationship and how we interacted, it was just really natural. Yeah. And I'd have to say it's it's been a blessing since, you feel me, and I got to thank them for giving me that opportunity because it's just led to so many other doors being open for me. Okay. So that's that's exactly how how I initially got into coaching. I can't lie. Got you. What about you, Orson? Well, for me, I always knew I was going to coach. Yeah? Keep it a buck. Yeah, I always knew I was going to do it. What do you mean by that? Like, since high school, I was like, when I went to school, mm-hmm. or go play um, ball to the next um, college level, mm-hmm. it was just like, okay, I don't really see myself not interacting with football. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So, I was just like, okay, I'm going to go coach. So, I went up there, mm-hmm. went up to go on, learn exercise science, um, physical education, so I could coach. Yeah, honestly. okay. So, no, nah, that's real because when I was thinking like, damn, if I if I can't do track or football no more, I was like, let me look into physical therapy. I actually want to be around the sport, and I just thought, man, they they're right on the sidelines. So I'll, I'll be around yeah. the sport, you know. For yeah. sure. But why do you guys think some athletes shy away from coaching? Um, the coaching is not it for everybody. Yeah. In all honesty, I'm a. You gotta love it. I'm gonna say one yeah. one you gotta love it, and then I'm also gonna say coaching kind of chooses you. Mm. Do you feel me? If if that makes sense, you feel me? Like not everybody could be a doctor, right? Not yeah. everybody could be a lawyer, right? So, in certain things that you do in life, it's that profession is kind of chosen for you, right? Like mm-hmm. it's like you're directed to that path. You yeah. feel me? And that's how it was for me. Like I was directed to that path. I never sought out coaching, mm-hmm. right? Like I did football, and I was amazing. You feel me? And I had my athletic skill, and that's I always used amazing. to think to myself like. I wish I had a coach that really put into me, you feel me? But yeah. I just had a coach, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. he was just worried about the program yeah. or whatever the case may be, right? And the way I approach coaching and the way my coach approaches coaching is just we do it past the level of coaching, if that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. It's for mm-hmm. a passion of the community and the kids, right? So I would have to say if not saying that people don't like kids, you feel me, and people don't want to be involved in the community, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure them guys <laughs> do want to be involved in the community, but it's just – it's not their path, right? Like, the kids may not be accept- accepted to them, right? Or they not, might not be able to communicate yeah. to an audience that effectively, right? They may be amazing and have an amazing IQ, but in regards to other facets of how to communicate, mm-hmm. how to break down things, it might not be there for them, right? So, not saying that they're trying to shy away from it, but the path just didn't choose them. Yeah, that's okay. just that's just for me specifically. So, I got a question for y'all then. Being previous, you guys played football, do you see the difference on like when you were being coached into like now that you're a coach things that you will do differently? Yeah, that you didn't mm-hmm. like that your coach. I mean, did there's to you? always gonna be differences, but yeah, to me, I think it's all kind of similar. Yeah, mm-hmm. every coach has a similar kind of basis on mm-hmm. how to teach and how to show things in the football field. Everybody tweaks it their own different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, some some people tweak it better than others. That's yeah. Just how it goes. <laughs> and that's what makes the coaching hierarchy. That's how mm-hmm. it goes. Okay. Just who knows how to give out the information the easiest to these kids. Yeah. So they can apply it to the field. I know some, some not everybody learns the same. Nope. Right? So you got to find <laughs> a way to coach different athletes right and that and that's a that's a big thing right and that's also about how the path chooses you right so for Mm -hmm. example me i'm a very visual learner i've always been a visual learner right like now i live by that think or swim mentality but at least as you should you show me what to do and how to do it yeah i'm gonna swim and i'm gonna do it you feel me yeah but if you just telling me and you're just direct like hey do it this way that way and if i don't do it that way then you're yelling at me and i'm wrong it's I never connected that see, way. Yeah, right? so, kind of different. You see, like 
So he said he's a visual learner. Like, I was that kid. You could tell me X, Y, and Z, and I'm like, okay. Let me. But how, how does that make you. sense in your head, though? Because I'm more of a visual learner. Yeah, yeah. I, I, no I, like, me, I'm like, I picture it in my head. Yeah. First. Yeah. So it's like, cause I already know the basis of football. So like, mm-hmm. I was always smart on the field. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, IQ is a big I, thing. That's why. Yeah. That's why coaching was very easy. Like, okay, because I used to be able to see things, and so like coaches I, were were able to tell me, like, do this, do this, do that, and it was mm-hmm. like, okay, I can apply it. Sometimes maybe not right away, but eventually I'll be like, okay, I can apply it. Maybe yeah. in the next two plays. And yeah. Like okay, oh. Okay. Right, I get it. Now, yeah, now yeah, I yeah. see what he's talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now yeah. let me ask you this: What position did you guys play? So I'm a, I was a running back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Down downhill, running north and south. There, I wasn't you real was shift. I was, I was, yeah, that's what I was about to say. I was, I was, I was six. I was six two, two hundred and twelve pounds. You feel mm-hmm. me? So I'm really running, running down. I love to hit. You feel me? Yeah. So I wanted to run you over, right? Yeah, I wasn't yeah, trying yeah. to shake you out or juke you on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, you coming at me? I'm, I'm running through you. You feel me? That was, that was just my mindset. So. I love playing running back. Yeah, you feel okay. me? I, I love. I did running back and defensive ends. I was okay at defensive end, but running back was just my niche. You, okay. You played. You played uh, high school football in Florida. So I played high school football here in Florida and in New York. I played okay. while I was I in, in New York. That's yeah, while I, I was <laughs> while I was in New York, I played at Holy Cross, which was an amazing experience. And then I moved down here. When I first moved down here, I was playing for North Miami Senior, which is the home of the Pioneers. Yeah, Coach um, yeah, Perkins was actually is. my coach back in the day. Shout out to Coach Perkins. Um, and then from there, we moved over to Sunrise, and then that's when I was at Piper. Mm. And Piper was was the Bengals. They were interesting, right? Like mm. We had Coach Williams. It, it was just. It was a real interesting setup. Um, you know, I'm fairly old, you know, but I look young. I try to keep it young, but it was 03 that time for me, okay. right? It was 03 when I was at Piper. So it was it was a different experience, but it was it was fun. I can't okay. I can't lie. What about you? What position did you play? Well, I'll say I mean, I'll classify me as an athlete. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> athletes down here. Everybody athletes down here. I'm versatile. I was like everything. I was I played from linebacker to corner. The safety, okay. receiver, running back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so All let right. me switch it. What was your favorite position? Mm. My favorite, I'll say this. When I was from my freshman to my junior year, my favorite position was probably receiver. Yeah. Okay. You like that when ball I, in your hand. When I got to my, my junior to senior, yeah, I started like liking playing DB mm-hmm. a lot. My senior year, I ended up being at playing both sides of the ball, uh, safety and slot receiver. I played for Coconut Creek High School, mm-hmm. graduated 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, played with all um, them boys, Jakari, Malik Young, yeah. yeah, all them boys, Manuel Green. Studs. Uh, yeah, man, it's like football. When I played, it was it was fun. Yeah, I was a smacker. I cut down the hill. I didn't really go for the pick, but I could. I can cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Receiver, yeah. Receiver, I can score easily. Um. It was fun. Yeah. Like no, nah, high school ball was fun. Now, nah. yeah, it definitely ball was. was Following up with this question, because the reason I asked y'all what position y'all played, versatile, but <laughs> did your position kind of help you transition? Like, there, was there something from your position that helped you transition to being a coach? Did that matter, or did, like um, the fundamentals? Could you pull the fundamentals from your position and then apply it? So I would have to say for now, right, mm-hmm. at my level of coaching, because I do both my own organizations, 7v7 Smoke, and then I also do high school ball, right? Yeah. So as high school, yes, because for high school, I'm a position coach. I'm mm-hmm. a running back coach, right? So I'm looking to elevate my game and get to OC, which I'm doing at South Broward. But prior to that, I was – a running back coach right yeah. so all my expertise and knowledge from running back is what I applied to being a running back coach right so that transition was something very easy it's something mm. that I know like the back of my hand right so yeah I could explain everything to the kids without without a thought process right and now I could really focus on the showing piece right okay so I'm a coach and you can ask my coach like I strap on my cleats and I'm on the field right like I believe in a real philosophy like if I can't do it right and I'm, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you to do something how can you really believe 
yeah. in me, right? Like yeah. that's that was that's just me, right? That's just my thought process, right? So I would be out there on the field, I'm running around, I'm showing them different drills and how to do things, right? And then I would watch them translate and make it happen, right? So for me, that transition in the sense of specific coaching, running back specific coaching, yes, it definitely helped out tremendously. Mm-hmm. In regards to my OC concept and aspect of it. I just always been a fan of football, right? Like, okay. like football is a passion for me, right? Like yeah. I've loved the running back position ever since I was a little kid. I like I always see myself being a running back. Like that's something that I always wanted to do. I had I had a good arm, but I just didn't want to be that quarterback, right? I didn't yeah. want to be the quarterback, but I understood that position of quarterback, quarterback right? Quarterback ain't for everybody. It's, yeah. it's not. It's really not for everybody, right? Like <laughs> how coach, speed read like how coaching yeah. chooses you, quarterback like really chooses yeah. you. For me, it's real. Like you're either either you're bred to be a quarterback or it chooses you, right? In okay. that sense. Versus like every other position, like yeah. you could be a, a receiver and be a running back, almost essentially, right? Depending yeah. on your build, right? Especially nowadays. Yeah, especially yeah. nowadays, yeah. right? So, in regards to running back specifics, yes, it helped tremendously. Offensive coordinator, not too much, right? Because offensive coordinator, I'm my job is to exploit the defense, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't need to really know or take any of my running back skills or techniques and bring it to that, right? So yeah. it didn't help me in that space, just the IQ of the game for offensive coordinators would really help me, right? But in regards to, like I said, transitioning and relating to my kids on the running back aspect, yeah, yeah, being a running back definitely helped out a lot. You feel me? Because I, I know exactly what I'm talking about in that space, right? Like, so I'm a Fontel kid, hey, you should have hit the B gap instead of the A gap. Yeah. You feel me? Like, they understand that completely versus if you have some a regular head coach that's not involved in that process trying to come and tell you what to do. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So it definitely helped me out. Okay. Okay. So you play multiple positions. What what position are you coaching now? Uh, I coach DBs. DBs. Okay. So you're DB playing yeah. as a DB. Did that help you? He, he loved defense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm very involved in the defensive scheme at where I coach at. I coach for Scranton, and so like me and the coach we talk all the time about defensive schemes and what we could do and mm-hmm. things like that to disrupt other teams' offense, and so like. Being more playing multiple positions to me it did help change yeah. because like I said, on the field, like I could think on the field and mm-hmm. so like a lot of things that were taught to me, I would use to apply in the field like for for example, let's say on the defensive side like just simple awareness, mm-hmm. learning down and distance, understanding down and distance, understanding where you are in the field. Like oh, you're in the red zone. Oh, yeah. they can run maybe this amount of routes. Boom, 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 like stuff like that. So I apply that knowledge and give it to the kids. Mm, that's I'm good. I'm always talking to the kids every time. He needs asking. I'm telling them like, "Yo, think about it. Mm. Look where you're at. You're on the five yard line. They just need five yards to score. What you think they're gonna run? Yeah. yeah. Boom. So like kids, and a lot of kids are receptive to that. So once you so once you tell them like, hey. It's only this, that, and this. Mm-hmm. It cuts everything out for them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I just got to focus on. It narrows down their focus pretty much. Yeah. So I feel like um, when you playing DB, you really got to have that dog in you. You right, be dog. because you be DB, dog. you can strap somebody up the whole game. They catch one touchdown, yeah. it look, it look bad. <laughs> they, look, they make the game look completely different. They up top, they up top. It's totally different. The whole game, you locking him down. He exactly. get one little pass, just one, yeah. and that'll do it. It's a wrap. Yeah. I feel like how do you, how do you kind of manage that in your in your players? Because you are a DB coach, and tell them basically to keep their head focused and you know, stay focused on the prime objective, even if, you know, something like that were to happen. You know what I'm saying? How do you help them keep their composure? I just remind them, like, hey, man, it's just, I just let them know, like, it was one catch. Yeah. Yeah, it was for a touchdown, but, hey, it's one catch. Yeah. They can't, like, they can't say, oh, they've been dogging you all game. Like, I just let them know, like. And to me, like, when plays like that happen, it's a humbling thing for yeah. these players. And so it always it always lets them know be on the A game because nobody wants to get have nobody wants somebody talking shit 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nobody wants talking shit. So facts. if you don't want you don't somebody want... talking shit to your face all day, especially yeah. in Florida, they will talk that shit. Right hey, the they'll throw the ball at you or they'll spin well, that bitch. Exactly. Listen, listen, listen. I, I got I got it on my on my video because we we be mic'd up on Smoke Seven V Seven, right? And I got it on my video. One of my kids, it's Florida. We talk that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I like all my videos. Like, I'm like, oh my god, like, yeah. but yeah, these it's Florida. Like, don't say it. They know it, but don't say it. Like. But that's that's what it is though for sure. Like so, Florida. question for you, John, since you coach running back, I wanted to know: Do you feel like now running backs are being used more as like quick pass to catch? Is, do you feel like it's taking away from them rushing a lot? So I'm very very biased and objective to when it comes to the running back position. I feel like you're talking about the NFL game. Yeah, right? you know, like so they'll just throw them a pass real quick and they might have 48. Rush yeah, yards, so that but they so have the NFL, catches, yeah, the NFL yeah. game is totally different than the college game, right? Yeah. College game running backs kids are still living, right? Yeah. They're still eating in that sense, yeah. right? In regards to the NFL being a running back, you have to know that you got to be I want to say a Swiss Army knife, if that makes yeah. sense, right? Yeah. It's not it's not all right, let me just be a running back now, Can right? I say like, something to that? I just I, I think that's due to the fact that the defensive line game is, yeah. has changed tremendously. Yeah. I'm, way I'm, more athletic I'm gonna now. say I'm gonna say that as well, right? So, and where I was gonna go with that is the speed mm-hmm. of the game is so much quicker than it was back in the day. Yeah, yeah. right. So yeah. I'm old, right? I'm old. I'm 37, right? So I've been watching football for some time, right? Like yeah. my favorite team is the Cowboys, right? Mm-hmm. I've idolized Emma Smith and dudes, dudes being the running back, right? Yeah. So back in the day, that time, like Barry Sanders, right, in that era was the shiftiest person on yeah. the field, mm-hmm. right? Now you have linebackers and DBs and the defense that is just that shifty, right? So the game is totally different in regards to the speed aspect, yeah. right? So that's why, to me, it has changed the running back position, mm. right? Because you now can't be a Jerome Bettis. You don't have oh, Jerome yeah, Bettis true. in the league nowadays Damn. where you yep. just running straight down the line, right? Like you don't have that, you right? Th- you think that's why um, Zeke is struggling a little bit? I believe yeah. so, right? Because Zeke is a real, even that he does a lot of great work in regards to his training, right? And, yeah. And, 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 I see and him multi-direction like, training and footwork, right? Like yeah. he does a, a lot of good work in that sense, but the way the game is, right? The NFL game is not tailored to that, yeah. right? So when he's trying to do all that, it's so fast that there's guy on the end. Like yeah. he, now he's got to go back into the middle, right? And now you got defensive tackles that are right there, right? And linebackers that are right there, right? So the game is totally different where versus... My tackles will open up a lane for me, and I'm through that lane and gone. That line has deteriorated. You feel me? Like, yeah, me too. Yeah. And then, Let's not forget that. Yeah. Also, that also, line is not what also it is. Dallas yeah. line is not what they like how they was last year. Yeah. Right? Like, but it's not that, right? But Zeke, Zeke over, lost a step, too, though. Overall, the game is not that for the running backs, right? Yeah. Like, you can't really be a heavy running back, right? Like, how. You got to be very shifty. You, you got to be got really to. shifty. You got to have a, a lot of good quick twitch muscles, yeah. right? Like, you got to be quick in that sense, right? You can't be real heavy footed and. And Zeke is more, in my opinion, a traditionalized running back in regards to being North heavier and, and things yeah. of that sort than how the running backs are yeah. now. I want to add. I want to add some to that because I I agree with what you're saying, and I also feel like the game has transitioned to where back in the days it was a lot of running, like that, running the ball, but now it's a passing league. Yeah. Because they want like you think about the NBA, right? Yeah. Everybody wants to see them big games. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Them yeah. Big number games, right? So mm-hmm. I want to see numbers put on the board, right? Exactly. So yeah. everybody's passing. Look how the league is completely protected quarterbacks. Exactly. Like, yeah. Look That's how the league true. is completely protected quarterbacks, right? Because they want that ball aired out, right? They want mm-hmm. them. Boom! Yeah. Like, you want that attraction, right? It's more because entertainment. More that's, money. That's what it yeah. is, right? It's entertainment, right? Versus if you got a running back that runs at 98 yards, oh, all right. Exactly. Do, do you, you feel guys, me? Like, yeah. that's what it is. Versus yeah. if I got Tyreek Hill running down the sideline, blue! Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a totally different type of excitement, right? Yeah. So they definitely it has changed the game, right? And it hurt different positions, you feel me? And that's why it's hard for running backs to really get paid like that you yeah know? it's hard for them to have the consistency right because they're not doing what they used to do back in the day yeah. it's a totally you different would, game you would think like <clears throat> in terms of running backs getting paid it would help them because they're not because they're not always running in between the tackles and stuff like that they're less prone to injury right you you would you would think so right but then at the same time 
there's not that many back. So let me ask you, out of 32 teams, how many backs can you name me that are really good out the back catching? Yeah. I can name a few. Yeah. But. A few, right? But how many How many can you name that are really good blocking? Not a lot of shit. Right, like this. So this Zeke is a good block. I see Lenny, right? Lenny block a couple and of times, and that's what really helps him. Right, that's what keeps him on the field. Mm-hmm. Right, because yeah. he has those little aspects. Right, mm-hmm. so he can catch out of the backfield. Yeah. Right, he is a really good block versus Tony Pollard. Right, Tony block. Tony Pollard is not as solid as a blocker, blocker. as he is. But he a better pass catcher, yeah. but not as solid as a blocker. Yeah. Right, so yeah. that's why they. So you need two different type of backs. Yeah, exactly, and that's why for today's game, I tell running backs. Flawed though. we forgot about Derrick Henry. So yeah, all right. That motherfucker yes. can do anything. Derek, but he's a freak. Derrick Henry, yeah, that. but Derrick Henry is he really not catching it out of the backfield, unlike a he, but he can. He's, they do unlike Leonard Fournette, right? He's because Leonard yeah. Fournette got to catch it right, but he is a downhill runner, That's right? That's getting paid. He, but why? Look at the year that the Titans had last year and the year prior, right? It was all Derrick Henry. Yeah, you feel me? Like yeah. it was all Derrick Henry. So you gotta pay. Who yeah. it all is, That's right? It's like, for, it's like, for example, you don't think D-Hop is going to get that kind of... Look what happened when at the game with D-Hop when he came yeah. back. They look like a different team. They changed... Yeah. The whole Cardinals look totally yeah. different, you yeah. feel me? Yeah. Because of one player, mm-hmm. right? So when it's time for him to get that back, he going to get that back, right? Because what were you doing prior to? You got the quarterback yelling at the coach. Like, y'all yeah. all exactly. discombobulated, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Calm like, down. Like, Calm y'all up, all yeah. discombobulated, yeah. you feel yeah. me? D-Hop come back. He changed y'all the Y'all won 42 points. Yeah. All right. So it just goes to show you how much of a player can impact the team. You feel me? But when it comes to the running back position, like I t- especially now, like, I must tell have been all, working in DBs at practice. I tell, yeah. <laughs> I tell all the running backs now, like you the gotta be multifaceted, right? Like yeah. you gotta be able to pass catch. You gotta be able to block. You gotta be able to run. Like you gotta, if you want to be proficient and you want to be on a and, and get drafted at the running back position, these are things that you gotta have nowadays. Mm-hmm. You yeah. feel me? It's not I could just be a strong runner. You feel me? And it's it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. They might do that same thing with receivers, too, because they're doing it with Debo. They're bringing him in the backfield. Yeah. With Curtis Samuel, they're bringing him in the backfield. And Cooper Cup, they did yeah. that a little bit with. Because if you think about they're it, right? Hill too. If you yeah. think about it, right? Some of the receivers now, their build is totally different than how it used to be. Yeah. If you yeah, look Tyreek. at a Debo Samuel and a, and a DK Metcalf, you feel me? Oh, yeah, that well, big motherfucker. These, these are specimens, you feel me, compared <laughs> to back in the day. Like, Randy Moss wasn't built like that. Chris nah. Carter wasn't built like that. Keyshawn Johnson wasn't yeah. built like that. Yeah. They was good, but yeah. they wasn't built like that. Yeah. yeah. You feel me? Like, so when you got a, a specimen, like, yeah. yeah, I could bring them into the backfield because you could take that hit from the yeah. tackle, you feel right. me? So, and it's not every time. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Now, going back to the coaching, um, do you feel it has some of the protecting quarterback trickled down into the high school level or flag football? Uh, well, see, flag football, it, it doesn't really make an impact in that oh, sense, yeah, right? True, yeah. Because it's, it's, there's not contact for, for the quarterback. It's just time. It's just time, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why for 7v7, a lot of people, there's, there's a, a 50-50 split on that, right? If I yeah. say some people say do it, a lot some people say don't do it, right? My aspect on 7v7 is if you're a skilled position player, mm-hmm. it's something that you should be doing because it keeps that IQ sharp, right? Mm, it keeps yeah. some skills sharp, right? The risk of hurt or injury is at every point in your life, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're playing tackle, 7v7, whatever the case may be. Now, granted, if you're playing tackle and you're, say, your injury percentage is 50% and now you play 7v7 after tackle season, it may go to 60, 60 62%, right? But it's nothing astronomical. It's not saying, oh, it's at 90%, you're going to get hurt, yeah. right? Like, so you have people that say don't do 7v7 because of that, and then... I'm like I said, I'm a firm believer that it really helps on the skill positions, right? Yeah. Like you can't be a lineman or anything of that sort and say, "Hey, I want to do seven v seven, right? It's just not yeah. that aspect. Yeah. If you're a linebacker, you got to be really one of those hybrid linebackers now that are very quick, right? Mm-hmm. Because the speed of the game is really fast. Seven v seven to me primarily helps out the quarterback a lot because you only have four seconds. Yeah, right. In the league, if you see how fast guys are getting rid of the ball, they're getting rid of the ball in a, a half, a second and a half, two seconds, right? Yeah. So to be at that level of where you got to diagnose and read within four seconds. It trains them reading, yeah. It trains them amazing, right? So for quarterbacks, I think 7v7 is golden, is right? It's ideal. Then it trickled down receivers, DBs, running backs, linebackers, yeah. right? At the tackle game... I don't think that the rules have affected quarterbacks at the tackle game in high school, just from what I've seen, right? Mm-hmm. I don't – across the board, 
in regards to concussions, they're trying to protect that yeah. across the board, right? So if a kid goes high and a kid is on the floor more than a minute, they thinking that it could be a potential concussion, right? So they're going you don't through come that in, protocol, okay. right? So across the board, concussion protocol is very heavy, right? It's it's a big thing. In regards to protecting the quarterbacks, where have you seen the past two weeks in the NFL, two quarterbacks get tackled yeah. and they called roughing the passer? Yeah. That's not happening in high school. Yeah, okay. Okay. yeah like, that's, that, not. that's not happening in high school. Now, if they see something blatant, then yes, they'll eject the kid or whatever the case may be. But outside of that, it's not that way. Okay. Yeah. Now let me. It's like, for example, I believe in the Norland game, mm-hmm. there was a Norland game that just happened, Norland and uh, Arizona? Pa- no, pa- oh. Palmetto High School, okay, uh, okay, Somerset. Okay. Um, they had a game, and the DB came down. It was either DB or safety. He came down, and the quarterback took off right running, and he hit him high, right, and he ejected the the DB. His number's twenty or whatever, but you could see it. It was a high hit. Yeah. Right? Now, not saying that he did it intentional. I don't think so, right? Yeah. Because of the game, the, the way the game is, it's so fast. Flying, yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. That's just the game. So I don't think he did it intentional. Like, oh man, I'm gonna try to really hit him in the head, right? It's just he was coming. He saw the quarterback and. He initiated his dive before the quarterback initiated his slide, right? Mm, so, okay. So in that sense, he's he's already reacted. Sliding, you feel yeah. me? And he, yeah, he came high, but I don't really see them protecting quarterbacks like how they really protect quarterbacks yeah. in the NFL. You feel me? For personal fouls and things of that sort. The concussion oh. is definitely there, but personal foul aspect, mm-hmm. nah. I feel like in terms of what you were saying earlier, in terms of injuries and certain coaches don't want to do seven on seven because kids get injured and stuff like that. I feel like if you're a coach, you're coaching athletes, you should know whether or not they're in seven on seven, they're going to play somewhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like, like my biggest thing, right? Like I try to tell people you like, when I'm out there recruiting, right. And Mm -hmm. you know, talking to parents and things of that sort. And they give me that answer. Mm -hmm. My response back to them is okay. Well, was Carmine McLean was Brandon Ennis was all these five stars Blake Murphy was all these guys not playing 7v7 because mm-hmm. I know they were yeah because I know my team went against them yeah like so <clears throat> what are we talking about right yeah. like if you got all these five stars that got offers right yeah. they, they they got offers and they still playing 7v7 what are we really yeah. talking mm-hmm. about I feel like it's right? more exposure for you too yeah. like <laughs> that's like that's what it is like you can go viral off that and like yeah. John said yeah. it's Literally. a way to keep kids at like yeah. pretty much 7v7 found a way but 7v7 paved the way for kids to play football yeah Year I feel like at fact. first it was kind of look up on down because it was flagged but then it just went off after 2016. More people yeah, just... Yeah, like, it just... Yeah. It, just, it blew up. It just like, blew 7 up. 7v7 started when I was in high school, and yeah. it was something small. It was just high school. Yeah. yeah they, they, I, I used to watch small. that. They used to have um the Nike Elite. Yeah. So when I was small. in high school, right, mm-hmm. and when I was a senior coming out of high school, Nike Spark. Yeah. yeah. Nike yeah. Spark yeah, combine. That. Yeah. Just, just, is that just gone now? It's like you don't even hear it just about went it. away, <laughs> right? I like, did like so one like Nike it. Spark, bro. Like Nike Spark used to be the thing, yeah. 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 You yeah. Feel me? Like that was the biggest combine. Like you went to Nike Spark, you got a rating from there, bro. You was that guy. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, like yeah. now it's what you, happened. Man, you think they lost their alleyway because of seven on seven, or you think I, they just slowly went away? I don't, I don't know, right? Like I don't because they had a really good business model, right? Yeah. So I, don't, I, I really don't know what happened in that sense. I think they just lost to other. Because, you know, that's when Rivals came out. Rivals yeah. came out. Um, Competition. Yeah. Other Under Armour mm-hmm. came out with their own kind other of Other programs. Like, so it's just like, they yeah. must have, I just think, I just think they lost You think they just folded their, yeah. their tent was yeah. like, we're it's, not even going to compete. It's, it's like the like evolution. Rivals is a big thing. It's just yeah. the evolution yeah, of times, team. you feel me, where mm-hmm. somebody comes and takes what you're doing and does it better, right? Yeah. It's like, for example, if, I, if the best analogy that I could put it as is Nike Spark was MySpace. In that sense, mm. right? When that. MySpace came out, MySpace was the shit. You yeah. feel me? Like everybody loved MySpace. You could customize your page. Facts. You feel me? Yeah. Do everything, right? Then Facebook came out. Yeah. Once Facebook came out, you never heard of a MySpace, right? You feel <laughs> me? So, like, that's what it was. Just like Facebook me? and MySpace, yeah. came out with something different. Mm. Something almost the same, but what new. Rivals right? came out with yeah, what Nike didn't have was these one-on-one challenges. Mm. Mm. That's how I, to me, that's what I think Nike lost out to because you would get the combine. It was just individual and then, position. And then yeah, after the combine, you get the invite to come mm-hmm. the next day. And those are the one on one 7v7 challenges that they do. Yeah. To showcase your skill. And that's what, I think that's what got everybody to go to. 
So what? Uh, rivals, rivals did it. You didn't have to get an invitation. They did everything the same day, like in terms of the one on one and all that stuff. I think in the beginning, that, that's, it that's, was all invitational. So, okay. and, but then they opened it, right? Okay. And okay. That you could now go to like you could go to rivals and, and put in right and apply right and mm-hmm. come in. You feel me with a number? Now, if you that guy and you do something on somebody, now you made a name for yourself. You mm-hmm. feel me? So they created that space where Nike Spark. You had to be invited to Nike Spark. Yeah. You feel me? Like they would like if you didn't get invited to Nike Spark, you're not there. You feel yeah. me? Like that's how it was. So rivals definitely elevated the game in that space. You feel me? Okay. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. And and like I said, it's just like MySpace and Facebook. You feel me? You take something that's going and you just add new tools to it. You feel me? And new things to it and make it better. And that's and that's what happened. And people roll with that platform. Yeah. And then with that happening, that created seven v seven. Right. Like mm. I. In all honesty, great organization, have great ties, you know, great communication with them, SFE, right? Yeah. They, mm-hmm. They're kind of one of the originators of that 7v7 down here in South Florida, mm-hmm. you feel me? And that's why they got the name that they have, right? And the following that they have in the motion, yeah. which is amazing, right? In regards for us in that space, right, where we're different. Is that SFE and those top programs, they look for the stars, right? Mm-hmm. They look for the four or five stars, right? Where I really, me and my coach, we really treat 77 is it is that platform that yeah. if you're not getting exposed at the high school level, yeah, we can, can give you exposed. that exposure. You feel me? Like our first year out the I'll game, say they built up to that. Though. Yeah. SFE. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In the beginning, it was it was common, just like how we are in the beginning. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. Common. Oh, yeah. They okay. built up that rep name and reputation to where. Yeah. But it's a lot of dogs out here with no stars. You feel yeah. Yeah. And that And, that, and, and that's our it's space. Yeah. And yeah, that's our lot. space. A and lot that's of what good we talent. pride on, right? Because one, my coach is that Stranahan. He's got a lot of dogs at yeah. his school. Mm-hmm. South Broward, you feel me? Before South Broward, I was at Flanagan, right? So yeah. there's a lot of talent. You feel me? But unfortunately, they don't get them looks, right? Yeah, and they're facts. not playing in the marquee games or whatever the case may be, right? Where mm-hmm. you have, may have fan at a 305 or all these other organizations that are, you know, recording and whatnot. Footballville, you know, all these organizations that are recording. I'll say percentage-wise. They're so, not getting that exposure. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. I'll say percentage-wise, like, let's say if we split it down the middle, the 50% getting their looks, 50% that's the dogs that are not getting their looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We split that fifty percent of dogs <clears throat> that aren't getting the looks. I'll say there's about fifteen percent that aren't getting their looks just because of like a bad situation, like they're at the wrong school. Big they facts. got a lot of things going on that really that really they can't focus on these on doing what they need to do. Mm. The other uh, forty five. Those kids just are not putting in the work that they have to do. Yeah, yeah. no, that's fine. That's <laughs> Those facts. kids are rather do anything else than but, football. But like, they don't practice. love it. Yeah, they don't love to practice. Yeah, yeah so it's like that's what I would say about it. Cause, like you said, there are a lot of dogs out here, but there's a lot of them that just don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's, that's also true. I seen where it's where it's like uh, somebody with no stars. They go to a camp and they come back with three stars. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And just like that, just because the right people were there to see him and stuff like yeah. that. So and, and it pans out like that. Some yeah. people get lucky. Yeah. Like some of those dogs that are dogs but don't put in the work, they do get lucky that way. Mm-hmm. But football is one sport you can't fade. Perfect example. Sooner or later you'll be exposed. Sooner or later you're going to get exposed. Perfect example in regards to 7v7, right? We had him on our organization, you feel me? But he achieved this while he was doing this for his high school team, Piper. There's a kid named D5. His Instagram is D5, right? We had him on Mm -hmm. our team. Amazing player, right? Did a lot of good things for us. Continued to 7v7 with his high school because now you got high schools that do 7v7, right? Went to FAU. They had a tournament for high school 7v7. My man went one hand, right? Had an amazing play, one hand catch. Mm. FAU dropped an offer. Mm. Damn. You feel me? Yeah. Because of That's what they saw the kid was doing, you feel uh, me? And then they saw the potential work. My man went up one him. hand for the ball. Like, yeah. all right, so everything we saw prior, and then he's doing this. That's dropped yeah, an offer, you feel me? And didn't have a D1 offer prior to that. Damn. You feel me? So it just goes to show you how the platform really can change That's your life. That's what 7-on-7 seven seven does, like. We're not saying like like, <clears throat> like that's an exceptional case where a, a coach just drops an offer off of seven on seven. Yeah, but seven on seven really does is if you really balling like that, it gives the coaches a, a look like oh shit what well, he's oh 
That's a nice play. Oh, that's a nice route. Mm-hmm. Well, that was good coverage. What's his kid name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me look into let me him. Look, let me look at this kid up. Yeah. yeah. Does he have a highlight tape? Oh, let me watch this. Yeah. And that's where it, and that's that's where it goes. That's man. From watching that highlight tape. Oh, they're in season right now. Let me let me look let up me his see stats. what he's doing. Yeah. His stats, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Like, that's that's all it takes, honestly. That's how you find so I like the beginning, um, getting into coaching. Going back to what you were saying earlier, coaching gotta find you. So let's say coaching found me. I'm looking to be a coach, right? What are the next steps I take to trying to become a coach? Like, so in in football or, or football. what do you call it? in football? J- football, and then we'll go into seven seven. But football. So if you say woke up one day and you was like, you know what, I want to coach. Yeah. Right. Biggest biggest thing for me is one finding on which age group you do want to coach. Mm. Right. Like if you want to coach older kids, right. If yeah. you have, because I'm gonna tell you, older kids from 14 to 18, especially dealing with males, they feeling themselves. Yeah. You feel mm. me, right? So it's a different type of attitude and ego that you're dealing with if you're dealing with kids that are from eight to 12 mm. right same thing if you're dealing with kids that are from four to eight right so it's totally you got to choose on what aspect or which age yeah. group you're looking to coach right you feel me because not everybody could coach 14 to 18 year olds yeah. right not everybody could coach four to eight year olds you feel me right so it all depends on you being an individual and what you're comfortable with in that aspect i can't right? coach four to eight years so it, it's <laughs> not no and all nothing against my coach he's an amazing coach right but it it's <clears throat> not everybody could coach four to eight yeah. years, right? to, me, to me it's just the patience yeah that's what i'm yeah. saying like the intention span of those kids right like you got to know who you are right as mm-hmm. a person to be able to deal with other people yeah you feel me and that's the biggest aspect of coaching right like you got to know and be fully locked into you so that you could put you into other people okay you know what i mean like in that sense so you know once you figure out the age group is there a way you can reach out to schools or you know the city programs and be like, hey, I'm looking to get yeah, coaching. Yeah, reaching out. Yeah, yeah, it's Success. all about reaching out. C- city programs are the biggest, right? Like, uh-huh. that's probably where I would have to say that you're going to get your easiest start. Foot in, you okay. feel me? Like, foot, it, foot in the door, you feel me? Yeah. They'll, always, they'll always have, like, a bulletin. They'll always have, like, some type of news alert, like, oh, we're looking for coaches. Like, exactly. local parks will always post it up, like, yeah. oh, we're looking for coaches. Hmm. Yeah, so. Um, the city posts, you know, post it up. I had a quick question. How hard is it? Because I know you guys are in the process of doing it now because you want to move from being a position coach to an OC, and you you probably want to be a defensive coach, right? How hard is that transition from being a position coach to a defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator? Um... So I I keep everything 100%, right? And blatant and honest. That's one thing about me. Um, I would have to say, as long as you... Are proficient in what you're doing mm-hmm. you feel me you'll have the opportunity yeah now when the opportunity will come I can't say that it's gonna come your first year of, you know when you're doing things three years five years or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be but as long as you're efficient in what you're doing and your knowledge the opportunity is gonna present itself mm-hmm. yeah. you feel me? that's just from from my experience right okay. now <clears throat> granted your network, like yeah. how I tell my kids, you feel me? Your network can also help you in that sense, right? Who you know is a big thing in society, right? Yeah. When they say who you know and where they're at, that's a big thing in society. Yeah. Because if I know an AD or a head coach or something of that sort that, you know, is is not doesn't have the great greatest relationship with their current OC or whatever the case may be, but we are buddy-buddy, yeah. I might be able to slide in that position, yeah. right? You feel me? So... One, I'd have to say being efficient in your knowledge and of the game, you feel me, the opportunity is going to present itself yeah. automatic. And then two, building that network. You yes. feel me? Because that network can potentially get you to that opportunity quicker. I so agree in uh, presenting, opportunity to present yourself. Because if you're knowledgeable in what you're doing, like if you take this seriously, like you're yeah. going to know how to run every position in that yeah. defense. Like I said, I play multiple <coughs> positions, so I know how to operate and maneuver multiple positions in mm-hmm. a defense. The only position okay. I ain't played was D line. Yeah. And so that's something I have to learn. So I learned the ins and outs of D line and all that stuff. And so like okay, I can move pieces of D line to where I choose and to where other uh, my D C can agree and that can help us win football games. Yeah. So it's just being knowledgeable and just waiting until your opportunity comes out. Do, do they look at like um, 
<clears throat> like, so say somebody's looking for you for an offensive coordinator position, would they look at the stats of if your position coach? Would they look at the stats of your running back to see how much yards they're getting, to see how the game plan works? Or for a defensive coach, would they look at, oh, man, his DB's been strapping shit up all season? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely anytime that, you know, another program is looking at you, you mm -hmm. feel me? They're looking at stats, right? Yeah. That's, that's what speaks for you. That's yeah. the right? Like, that's, yeah. Numbers don't lie. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what speaks Should for you, you, right? Like, me being a running back coach, if I'm a running back coach and yeah. my running backs are not gaining more than five hundred dollars, five hundred yards a year, you feel mm -hmm. me, or the season, mm, yeah. you feel me, versus where my running backs now are garnishing twelve hundred yards a season, yeah. it's something different. You uh -huh. feel me? Like obviously you're doing something different that affects the kids. You feel me? That are making them better, yeah. right? Versus then just being complacent and just doing the same thing. Okay. You feel me? So yeah, definitely that's, their stats matter. That's part yeah. of the reason why I love football, right? Because your running backs having 1,200 yards isn't just solely on your running backs. If that line isn't open up holes, right, mm -hmm. then you got to you gotta get with the, the offensive line coach, maybe put the running backs and the offensive line together. Y'all talk, y'all communicate, big, find a way. Big facts, big facts. When it comes to football, right, like everybody has a mind like quarterback is the best, is the number one position, right? Yeah. Granted, to be a quarterback, you got to be the smartest on the field. Yeah. I'm going to say that hands mm -hmm. down, yeah. right? you got to be the smartest on the field if you're a quarterback. To me, in my opinion, coaching tackle, right, and having the experience, do I think that's the most vital position on the field? No. To me, the most vital position are the trenches. You mm -hmm. feel me? Because if you don't have a line, regardless on the yeah. offensive or side of the ball side. or defensive side of the ball, you're not making any impact, right? Yeah. And if you're not making an impact, then you're not winning. You feel mm. me? So, for example, on the offensive side of the ball, if I don't have a front line that could push push the defense back, yeah. you feel me, or give me some type of time, I'm mm. stuck. You feel me? I can't pass the ball. I can't run the ball. You feel me? Same thing on defense. If I don't have a line that's giving me penetration, the quarterback got all the time in the world to do everything. Yeah. You feel me? So, for me personally, trenches is, is the most vital position. And then from there, it will be quarterback and it trickles down. But trenches is the most vital position for me. Okay. All right, so as a coach, you know, now you don't, you know, you find out the position you want to coach, then you, you know, see which program, which age group you want to coach as well. Now that you're in a coach and you want to transition to a higher level, how do you get your name out there? So just me personally, I think your name is going to get out, get out there based on what you do. Yeah. You feel me? At every level that you are, mm -hmm. right? And as long as you're efficient and you have a winning record, yeah, you should have no issue being able to transition to the next level, mm -hmm. right? So as long as you have a winning record in Little League, you feel me? And I, I'm a big believer that Little League and Pop Warner is the best way for you to get your name out there yeah. because once you establish a good record and tenure at that level, then you're now kind of sought after, mm. right? Like, all right, why is this team doing so well? You feel mm. me? They're, they're, there's a reason why they're doing What's that formula, right? I want to bring that formula to where I'm at. You yeah. Feel me? So I believe, like, Pop Warner and Little League is the biggest way for you to get your name out there and you got and you got to be efficient in what you're doing. Yeah. As long as you have a good record and you're winning. Because be honest, in sports, you got to win, right? Okay. Like, in order to get paid, you feel me, in any level of the job, you got to win. If you're a coach or a player, whatever the case may be, you got to win, right? So as long as you got a winning record and a good philosophy – Especially at the little league level, there should be no reason or any issues with you transitioning, right? People are going to look out for you, right? Like, yeah. that's one thing that I've noticed in the coaching realm, and my coach could tell as well. Like, when you start coaching and you're on different circuits and being out there, people notice you, right? Yeah. They know you, right? Like, they might not know of your name, but they know your face. You feel me? And like, oh, I know that guy, right? Yeah. So that's that's the biggest way to, to elevate. Now, when you're at the high school level, definitely got to win okay. right because you got to have that yeah i was record, gonna say right? yeah, like, like, you got to have that dominance that you it's all about winning like, yeah at the end of the day it's all about i don't really like i think different i don't really think little league is the biggest way if to get I, your start to get like to get your foot in the door like all right, i want to get into high school coaching and stuff but like to that be honest, to me i think but so. to be honest i'll say more it's more who you know at the high school level. Mm, okay yeah I seen that it's a lot of who like, yeah. you could be a phenomenal little league coach, but yeah. I see a lot of phenomenal little league coach still not get their their dues. They're like dudes, yeah. It's like 
It's like you gotta. I seen a lot of coaches just apply. Yeah. And get the job. Yeah. Yeah. You I feel agree. Me? So I agree. It's, I agree. I feel like it's more who you know or just the opportunity presenting itself. Okay. Yeah. So at the high school level, though. Yeah. It's all about winning games. Yeah. Okay. So, do you feel like you know how the NFL? It's hard to have a lot of minority coaches. Is yes. that the same thing down in the high school level or the seven on seven level? No, no, no. It's I would want to say it's, it's almost. I don't reverse. know. I don't know about these other areas, but I'm yeah, down in here. Broward County. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> in Broward County, from my experience, right yeah. here in uh, South Florida. Maybe no, Palm Beach. I would, no, I'd have to say. I, I say a good seventy-five percent of coaches. I was gonna say. Yeah. I was gonna say yeah. it's reverse, right? And it's 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 awkward, right? Because it's like, how do you have? so many minority coaches in the high school realm and the little league realm but not at the big level yeah right so i don't want to say things are politics right yeah. but it's just it's just not that way you okay feel me? in high school there's a lot of minority coaches that are that are doing it yeah you feel me i wish that was the case at the collegiate level and the yeah. nfl level unfortunately it's not what the realm of politics are behind that i i don't know right i haven't been there but definitely in high school and literally you got a lot more minority coaches for sure. Okay. A lot more. So how did you two get together and start this uh, SMK 707 and what does that stand for? So is in all honesty, SMK Smoke 77, the SMK is Strong Minority Kings. Okay. Right? Like in all honesty. In regards to how me and Coach Worst started, we really do this for the passion of football. Yeah. Right? Now, me luckily... I've been around 7v7 for a while. I've had my opportunity to run Chris Chambers 15U 7v7. I've had my opportunity to be with other organizations, mm-hmm. right? Being part of other organizations, I would just have to say when you treat 7v7 like a business, yeah, you feel me, instead of the motivation of passion of football, you feel me, and really having these kids be better, it's different, right? So when I was part of organizations that did that as business, it, it wasn't efficient, right? It didn't work. I had mm. a lot of kids that were against it, asked a lot of questions, right? And Coach Worsh, we were somebody that played football with, you feel me, for quite some time on the football field, and I knew that he was a knowledgeable character, you feel me? And being part of coaching is something I thought that he would be good at. Yeah. You feel me? We went to an organization together that so-called claim they was about the kids, right? They was about doing everything right. Unfortunately, it wasn't that way, just from my experience, you mm-hmm. feel me? And for me, I had to step away, right? And I couldn't leave because I'm about my kids, right? Yeah. I technically, leave. technically, they asked him. He just brought me along. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, he they reached out to him, then he reached out to me, and I was like... Now that's good, though. That's you know, good. Be, yeah, not, yeah. not being boastful about it, but, you know, that's what it was. But at the end of the day, it's like when I seen that they weren't doing things for the kids, yeah. you feel me? I couldn't be a part of that, yeah. right? Just me, because I'm a big person of the kids. Like I do football for the kids, like for the community. I don't do this for any aspect outside of that, right? Yeah. So when it wasn't going down like that, I was like to Coach Worse, "Hey, yo, I don't think this is a good situation. Let's see what we can do on our own." You okay. Feel me? So I'd have to say this is technically our year three, but I say our year two because our very preemie year, you feel me? We had to start in the midst of the season. Yeah. You feel me? And I couldn't leave my kids hanging. You feel me? So I was like, you know what? I'm going to start my own thing and we're going to run it. And we They came, ended up leaving us hanging though. <laughs> yeah, we, came, we came up with a concept. No, we came up with a concept, right? And my original boys that I brought over to this organization, you got to understand, they was, they was also hurt you feel me and in a difficult place right because yeah. they don't, they're like oh man you brought us over here but then yeah, yeah you're going to do your own thing yeah. and yeah. my people ain't got money like you know so they was they was very confused yeah. you feel me now granted we was able to create a team you feel me and we had some of our guys from that previous season or you know from that current season come with us and we did what we had to do in that sense and year one after that last year amazing right mm. like we just showed how to do things right so where did you find um the camps to sign up your seven on seven team was there like a site or was there someone that you were in contact yeah, with so as it's, far as it's, that? You can get that anywhere yeah, anywhere yeah, yeah, okay. you're on social media like if especially well, you know how the algorithms of social media work once yeah. you look up like football all that stuff pops yeah, okay. <laughs> if you're looking for it it's out there so yeah. then you just you just enter your uh, your team name yeah and everything then you just every put tournament up the, is a fee 
Okay. Like, it's yeah. not like there's a lot of tournaments out there that are invite only. Yeah. Like seventy seven got big to the point where it's a ranking system now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like it's a ranking of teams and like certain and like and that's why seventy seven is such a like a big thing now to where kids should hop on it just cause of something like the exposure. that. Like yeah. ranking teams mm-hmm. they invite college recruiters. Yeah. 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 Like, yo, they know, oh, this number ranked team and this number ranked team right here are playing each other. Oh, let me go, like, let me go check this game out. Yeah, okay. big facts. Like, big that's, facts. How, yeah. that's how it is. And so, um, like, that's that's just how it works, okay. honestly. Yeah, it's easy. If you're, if you're in the realm of 77 and you want to you wanna be in tournaments, all you got to do is research. Yeah. Right? Okay. Like, all you got to do all is, it is it Now, was it hard for you to record, I'm mean, not record, was it hard for you to recruit kids? Uh, you know, leaving your, the old not uh, at all. Not for me it. in this. Not for me in a sense. And and the reason I say that is because it all goes about the style of coaching, right? That's yeah. all right. So luckily for me, as I mentioned, I was at the chamber, right? yeah. And I built a good relationship with kids that was coming in the chamber, mm-hmm. right? So when that went away, and another organization reached out to me, I took my whole following of kids from the chamber mm. with me to this whole organization. Mm. You feel me? And this other organization, for some reason, thought that. It was them that brought the kids there, and obviously when I decided to go to another organization, you feel me, that whole following came with me. Damn. You feel me? It must have Liter- hurt. <laughs> literally, that whole following yeah. came with me, and they, they were, you feel me? Yeah. It wasn't intentional, but it's just but the way I coach, right, and the relationship that I built with these kids, you feel mm-hmm. me? And they see that I'm something totally different. I'm really about the kids, you feel me? And when you're really about the kids, they warm up to you they talk to you right yeah. they, they treat you totally different than a business interaction you feel me and that's what it was right and that's why they came with me so when i started seven smoke 77 i didn't even have a thought process like yo are we gonna get kids mm-hmm. you yeah, feel me yeah, like okay. are kids gonna come you feel me so, because i just knew who i was as a coach you feel yeah me? And what i've done so far like the kids are gonna come naturally. You feel me? Unless you, unless you a SFE or a DefCon, you feel me? Where you're, Your you got certain right incentives. Yeah. You feel me for kids? I knew kids was coming. You okay. feel me? So I didn't have to really worry about. So that how were you pushing out? You know, um, your seven on seven team out like where you way, like social media, social media, word yeah, of mouth. so social media, word of mouth. Um, mm. biggest thing is is pretty much having our business model separate from most, right? Yeah. Like mm. our business model is we don't look for the three, for the four, to five stars, right? Mm-hmm. I look for the dogs that don't have any recognition. Damn. You feel me? Because that's good. Man. we're going to give that platform to where you now can get yeah. that recognition. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And nobody's saying that you're not like a Brandon Ennis. You feel me? But nobody's seen you do what a Brandon Ennis does, right? Yeah. That's why you don't yeah. have the five star. You feel me? There's nothing against you, but that's the only reason why you, you don't have yourself. that five star, right? So that was our business platform. And model is like, we don't, we're not looking for those four to five stars. We're looking for them dogs that want it. You feel me? And as okay. long as you want it, then we're going to give you the opportunity to make a name for yourself. You feel okay. me? And make a brand for yourself. And that's what this is about. I got I got two questions real quick. Um, being a coach, um, I know uh, one of the most important part of coaching is the players that you coach. Right? Uh, so how do you know when you're coaching a dog? Like how? You'll see it. Yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. See it. <laughs> like coach, like coach, said, you'll, you'll see it. You feel okay. me? You'll, you'll you'll sense it. Um, it's just what they show you. Yeah, you feel me? Like you got a lot of kids that say I'm a dog. Yeah. So everybody, what, everybody what's the like difference? That. You feel what's the difference between a dog work, and a yeah. cat? It's the work ethic. It's what you, what it's like. What's the difference between a boy and a man? Mm. It's, yeah. it's the work. They ethic. show it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. The they show it. Show up. They show up. Literally, like I said, football's been one sport you cannot fake. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna show eventually. Later you get exposed. If you're a dog, it's gonna show you're a dog. Okay. I got I got another question. Football, I like to think football is a very passionate sport, right? And being coaches, you I feel like it's more passionate for coaches because you can be there and see it, but you're not actually in it. Mm-hmm. Right, so you can't make the play, so it might get frustrating when it's like something you see and you're like, oh, I would have known this. I gotta coach him to know this, mm-hmm. right? So, how do you handle a situation where it's like third and seven for a de- defense perspective? You need this stop, or you need this stop to, for the punt the ball. For an offensive perspective, you need this first down, and you don't get it, right? How do you handle that situation, like when your when your players are looking at you, right? Do you want to show expression of like? 
You know what I'm saying? We needed this, da 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 da. Or do you stay calm, composed, like a Bill Belichick? You know what I'm saying? You don't I show no emotion. Yeah, you, you, know, you, you see it in my face, yo. Yeah. Like, yo, yo, like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, come on, bro. Like, you see it in my face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so like, for for me, um, I'd but have I to also coach him up. Though. I'm very yeah. passionate, right? And I'm 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 very vocal, right? And I and I'm. I'm an animated individual, yeah. right? So I'm going to give that emotion, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, you don't have to be too crazy with yeah. that emotion, right? You, like, you can show emotion, but you still also have to have some type of composure, right? Like now, if, I, if I'm if i down, right, I don't do defense, right? But yeah. say I'm offense, right, and we don't say it's third and seven, like you said, now yeah. we don't get that third and seven. Now we four and three, and we decide to go for it, right? And I don't get that four and three, and I'm like, ah. that's a breakdown to my kids yeah you feel me like now kids is like man coach you really you really acting like that because we didn't get it you feel me like Mm -hmm. so that's a breakdown to the kids in that sense you feel me just for me right i also think you you showed them how passionate you are about the game too but you got to be able to balance yeah you can't yeah yeah, you can't be overly passionate yeah you gotta gotta at the end of the day you can't want it more than the kids yeah yeah exactly end of the day and so you can show because you're like, not on the that's field. Real. Only yeah. thing that can really take yeah. you off is like when you do something and these kids don't listen. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what they really yeah. take you off. <laughs> yeah, but like we coaches, like I can accept being out coached. Yeah, mm-hmm. like if I call up a scheme and they follow it to the T and, and it doesn't work, I'm like oh that was a good ass play, coach. Yeah, like how does, how does that go into your preparation? How do you prepare to go against like? another team's receiving core because you're a DB position coach. How do you prepare that? Do you do you watch film every day? Yeah. Do you write up certain schemes and certain things? Like, what? Gotta, Just bring me into your mind real quick. You got to know your kids. Okay. You got to know what your kids can do, what your yeah. kids can do. Like, if I got two corners, one's good at off, one's good at more, better at press. Mm-hmm. I have my press on the weak side, my off corner to the strong side, yeah. and I'll scheme it up and – Film, like yeah. you said, film is a very important thing. I watch film like every day. Mm-hmm. Like we got a game, we got a game coming up. We're going against what Gibbons? Yeah, I've been watching film on Gibbons since last week. Damn, mm-hmm. and we coach, had and we had a game more film than kids. Than kids and we yeah, had no, a game. Sure. And we played against Glades yesterday. So <laughs> let me ask you this. Let me ask you this because I feel the sense like when you know you have a big game and you circle that on the map. Do you? How long are you studying? For that game, no, I take every game week by week. But yeah, okay. When they come, but like when it comes to see, I'm different. Yeah, like you play Saint Thomas games, or something. Like we we just played Heritage. Yeah, like so. When you play games like that, when I know games are gonna be tough like that, yeah, so I'll take that extra week. Mm-hmm. Like I'll watch two separate game films. Okay. Like I said. I've been watching Gibbons since last week. We played Glades. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. yeah. So I, I watched my film on Glades, and I'm still watching my film on Gibbons. Core Glades? Yep, Core okay. Glades. And, and so, boom, boom. I'm able to diagnose, see certain things, mm-hmm. see certain patterns, and do things like that, and diagnose it to where I could apply it to... I could apply that knowledge to my kids. Yeah. yeah. I could tell my kids certain cues they can look out for. Mm-hmm. And we also and I also we also just we watch film with the kids. We like sit there and we make sure these kids comprehend. Give our kids the homework to do on certain plays. Like yo, if you see this formation, what do you do? Mm-hmm. See that formation, what do you do? That's good. So it's on the defensive side. It's a lot of preparation. I'll say more pre- preparation than offensive side. Okay. It's way more preparation than offensive side. Like I will sit and film. I'm a little biased here. Yeah. <laughs> I feel it's like he, he might have a little something though, because offense. I feel like you create the scheme, and they gotta adapt to you. Offense, I'm be honest. Offense, you don't really gotta sit there and. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, Johnson, what are you talking about? You know, yeah, we live different in the ass, right? Because you do defense, I do offense. You don't so gotta sit there and watch it's a little battle all day here. on yeah. what a defense does, because the offense is offense has to. They're the attackers. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're attackers. created. Defense adjusts to the offense. So exactly. for, so for exactly. me, right, like in the, in that aspect, right, I feel like the defense has like a defensive coordinator has a harder job. Yeah. Right. In that aspect. Yeah. Right? Because for me, 
no matter how much you're looking at film, right, as a defensive coordinator, I could decide to do something different. Yeah. You feel me? In regards to the defense, that's pretty much going to be your defense. Yeah. yeah. You feel me? In regards to, like, if it's cover one, cover two, cover four, whatever whatever scheme that you run, you feel me, that's pretty much going to be your defense. So you're yeah. saying you offense have a little bit more room so to be creative? For, yeah. for me, yeah. in that sense, yes, I have a little bit more room to be creative. Now, like I said, that's where it's harder Mm-hmm. on the defense and they have more of a job you feel me and responsibility because i do have that flexibility of being a little bit more creative you feel me so for example i have the opportunity of of showing you something in one game and not you feel me in the next game and then coming out in the in our game with something totally different which is you feel me? yeah which yeah. which <laughs> that's how i approach it yeah. a lot of people don't you feel me a lot of and that to me is the problem in an offense, right? Yeah. Is that a lot of people keep their their game plan consistent and the mm-hmm. same, right? So then, yes, defenses Figure have the opportunity of figuring that yeah. out. You feel me? Versus me, I'm consistently changing. changing it. You okay. feel me? I'm consistently changing so you don't have the opportunity to pick up on what I'm doing. You feel yeah. me? And you really got to be that guy on the defense, you feel me, that you keeping up with us, right? So creativity offense i feel like think, being an offensive coordinator you have question. a little I bit more power yeah. okay. you don't think that's more because um because these kids will fuck up these plays yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's, that's, yeah. that's a good yeah. reason why that these is coaches true. keep it that is they true. keep it simple these, yeah these kids simple. will mess these plays up mess around let it defense score yeah so that's why i say like that's why I say they're straight. more consistent and yeah. keep it the same. Like they, they don't get me wrong. He's completely right. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. You can show me. Like, it's happened before. Yeah. You can so we can see something on film on two game film, two different teams, and you run something completely different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, but once you, but if you, as a defensive coordinator, like once you shut that down, yeah, they're always gonna go back to old reliable. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever so, been? Um, going up against a team where it's just like, man, we can't stop this nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like like a receiver or nothing like that? No, nah, I don't know. Worst don't have that problem. You don't have that problem. Supreme confidence. Over yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say I, I've had I've had that problem personally um, mm-hmm. as being part of a team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, double that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Triple yes. coverage. I've, I've seen that being part of a team. Yeah. Right? Especially being a position coach on that team, being running back. Yes, I've seen how other teams have exploited us, right? Yeah. And because we're weak at this position or whatever yeah. the okay. case may be, right? And, it, and it's unfortunate because you don't have the plugs to put in, yeah. right? Like, you don't have the resources to, yeah. to fill that gap, you feel me? And mm-hmm. to stop that bleeding, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's unfortunate in that sense. I have been a victim of it. I'm yeah. not, not going to lie, you feel me? I have been a victim of it because... I've been that position coach, and like I said, something's happening on the defense, and the other team notices it and just keeps going to it. You feel me? And we don't have an answer for it, right? Because we don't have the plugs to put in, right? So yeah. it's, it's it's real frustrating in that situation, but it's it's part of football, yeah, right? Okay. Like it's just it's just part of football. Now, me personally, I would never be in the realm of where like these teams are putting up a hundred points to zero or ninety one to zero yeah. or anything like that. I would never yeah, basketball yeah. game. I would never game. be in that realm, you feel me? Because I'm not even giving you that opportunity. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I, me yeah. Per, like if I'm a head coach, I'm not giving you that yeah. opportunity because just to me it doesn't do anything for my kids. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's not doing anything for the game, right? Like the only thing that to me is doing is is hurting me, right? Like yeah. we get smacked hundred and six to zero. What makes me what makes you as a player want to come back and play next week yeah exactly, yeah. you feel tough. me like as an athlete like you yeah. a player like we just got smacked 106 to zero yeah what makes you want to come back and play next week yeah. Yeah. i see some college yeah. football games that, that score practice ever. yeah score is crazy now. Yeah. but uh last question um before we wrap this up um where can the kids reach you reach your 707 so we all over social media, uh-huh. all right? Social so media. it's Smoke 7v7, so the word Smoke, S-M-O-K-E, 7v7 underscore. That's for all of our social media. So if you're emailing us, IG, Twitter, anything of that sort, it's S-M-O-K-E, 7v7 underscore. Okay. Now, uh, before we head out, give me both of y'all top five head coaches. They, don't, they could be current or old. It don't matter. Not in talk, any particular are order. About, are we talking about... NFL, college, which are we talking about? I got another let's do, question let's do, after let's, your question. Let's do NFL. I NFL? got one more question yeah. after your question. Okay. 
Man, NFL. I would have to go ahead say and put Belichick. Go ahead and put Bill up there. I gotta so, put Andy Reid up there. Uh-huh. Okay. I was gonna I was gonna start with Andy Reid. I I gotta put Kyle Shanahan up there. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, Shanahan, even his dad was good too. Yeah, yeah. I, I gotta put yeah. him up there. Do I got five? The Shanahan's. That's that's I think you don't like three. uh oh it's it's you, it's only head coaches, huh? Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna say so for me, I'ma say Andy Reid, mm-hmm. right? He's a he's a phenomenal coach. Andy Reid, um, Bill Belichick, phenomenal coach. For me, I'm older, right? So I would have to say Bill Parcell. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm a, you know, There's I'm older, no right? And his mm-hmm. coaching his coaching tree is is amazing. Um, Got Dungey in there. I would. <sighs> I like Tony Dungey and Herm yeah. Edwards. I like them both, but I can't mm. say that they top. Okay. Right? Like, okay. Like how Andy Reid, Bill yeah. Belichick, Bill Sar- Parcel. I can't say so you, that. You just top. need one more. Um, no, nah, two more. Two I'd, more. Have, yeah, I'd yeah. have to say right now. I like a Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. You feel me for what he's doing with the game right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Kyle Shanahan, especially his dad being Mike Shanahan, I like him which just is, a, which is he's an amazing coach. He's yeah. Been to the NFC like, um, a lot. Past decade, like been to Mike T. And then. Tomlin. I would, I would, yeah. I would love I'm to give it. I would up. love to give it to Tomlin. I'm kind of yeah. tossed up between Mike Tomlin and Sean McVay. Okay. You Ooh. feel me? Honestly, I'm kind of tossed up right there. We're giving the time, right? Giving the time. Yeah. I would give, I give Mike it Tomlin it. You yeah. feel me? Because of the tenure. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I'm gonna give Mike Tomlin that. But I really like what Sean McVay is doing. He's you still young like, too. He, yeah. And he's super young, yeah. right? So, but I would have to say Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, Bill Parcell. Mike Tomlin, and then Kyle Shanahan. What about yeah. you? I still got Bill. Bill, he's his. It's mine. It's too far. His mindset is like yeah. on defensive wise. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's like, my coach right there. Yeah. Do your job. Take yeah. their best player out. Yeah. We are going to stop them. They yeah. stop their offense. Okay. And it works every time. Yes. Us, yeah. So, yes, so it this does. Guy's the best. Believe it or not, who I think is going to be a phenomenal black coach, head coach, if he gets the opportunity from the Chiefs. No, D'Amico Ryan from the Demi- 49ers. Yes. Okay. D'Amico I believe Ryan's he is good, going yeah. to be a phenomenal head coach in the yeah. game if he gets the opportunity. D'Amico Ryan That's, used to be a he, player? He used to be a player, and okay. in all honesty, wasn't the greatest linebacker. You yeah. feel I me? Mean? Because he played linebacker. I don't remember that name. He wasn't the greatest linebacker. Solid. Mm. Wasn't the greatest. But his coaching aspect and how his IQ of the game and how he relates it to his players because of how not far removed from the game he is. Mm. It's 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 something special. Okay. I have to say, you feel me? So hopefully he does get that opportunity. It's hard for black coaches, you feel me? Yeah. Hopefully he does get that opportunity. Yeah. But I really like what he's doing on the defensive spectrum over there in San Francisco. That's, okay. that's good. That's good. Go ahead and uh, look to the camera. Let them boys know what podcast you on. They already know we on DR podcast. Definitely, I gotta follow right, yeah, for sure. DR podcast. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it having y'all.